In this episode of the Barita Brain Trust, Richardo and Simon cover several economic implications of the pandemic. How will the new strain of the virus affect Jamaica's own COVID-19 protocols? They discuss Africa's ability to maintain low case counts and how consumer behavior has been shaped by the pandemic and more. Let us help you raise your money IQ. What, what, what I want to touch next, Richard, and it, it's good that you're segueing into that, is lockdowns. Yes. So, I mean, if you could just briefly tell me, describe the UK lockdown. What is happening in the, in the UK now? Um, so, what we have um, at the moment is that, as, as you indicated earlier, several countries have reimposed um, travel restrictions. Um, between themselves and the UK. For us locally, we have done the same. Um, so at, at the point at which the announcement was made, the flights that were to um, were on their way into the country um, on that particular day would have been allowed. Um, but all the, um, the passengers um, on that flight on, right, would be quarantined for, I don't remember the exact number of, 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 of days or hours. Um, and flights going out have been, have been have pretty much been canceled, right? So that is the extent of the restrictions um, at the moment. I don't think it extends to like cargo, but we can, can always um, double check on that. So to the extent that we should be worried about exports, I don't think we're, we are actually there yet. Um, we can still export cargo, but it's really the movement of people um, that have been restricted to the UK and, um, and Jamaica and a couple of other countries. And I mean, within the UK, the, the lockdown or where they are now, it's virtually where they were before in terms of the type of lockdown staying. Um, I believe now it's closer to 20 million people yes, yes. Um, that are within that, that position. And I think this is... This is particularly important for, for not just us as Jamaicans, but um, as Caribbean nationals, because though Jamaica may not be particularly dependent on tourism from the U.S. or travel from the U.S., you have countries that like Barbados that may be more dependent on that. It's, it's part of their lifeblood. Um, but... So we, we would be more worried about the virus coming here and going back to where we were in, exactly. in, in the summer. Exactly. You know, we're yeah. St. Catherine lockdown, people have a boom fence. I mean, man, if can't look for them girls for a month. And, you know, so, so it, it's really trying to, trying to avoid being in a situation like that. But do you think, and I mean, we're just being real here, do you think that if this strain, whether it's more deadly or not, if this strain is detected in Jamaica, we may see more because we're still under um, COVID measures. Do you think that we'll see more stringent lockdowns to, 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 to contain the, the, the new strain? Yeah. Um, well, to answer that, Simon, you know, we really have to put ourselves in the position of um, a prudent policymaker. Um, and balance like <laughs> yes. um, and try to understand the science of, of how the virus spreads. It's an important metric 
that you have to look at um, in terms of the spread of the viruses, the R naught, right? And the R naught basically, if it's above one, we're in trouble. You know, the, the idea is to keep R naught below one. Once it's below one, it means that the virus is spreading at a decreasing rate, essentially. What if it's above um, one? So, so if it's... it say if it goes to one now, which would be the implication of the new strain, since by definition it spreads quicker, right? Um, so 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 to to come back to the notion of a prudent policymaker having this idea in mind, you would say, all right, let me get ahead of this R not um, thing because once I hear that it is it is here, then I have to restrict movement immediately, or else R not will be R thousand. Remember, Richard, you know? and I mean it's something that we we we've seen the stance of the government as it pertains to um, COVID containment and mitigation strategies, um, how they affect the economy versus people's live livelihoods. Um, how I mean, and since you're in the shoes of a prudent policymaker, <laughs> how do we? Uh, how does a prudent policymaker now balance yes. balance that? You know, if you go into a lockdown, meet all the plans, uh, if not most that we had for 2021, the phasing in reopening of schools, which would have started already, um, possibly opening uh, or increasing the curfew hours such that businesses or particularly the entertainment sector, with which thrives in the night. Um, could 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 participate, etc. You know, how do you balance the the economy? Yeah, it's a very it's a very complex um, question. But I I think um, what the approach could be this time, um, just keeping in mind that we still don't know fully, you know, um, or as much about this new strain, right? But one of the key things that you perhaps want to look at immediately is. Um, is any one particular demographic group more, um, more susceptible than the other? So in the previous instance, or I shouldn't say the previous instance, it's still ongoing instance um, of COVID you know, affecting more elderly persons or elderly persons more, you know, being more susceptible. Um, if that is the case, then a more targeted measure this time around could be, okay, I'm being very strict if you are, say, 60 years and over, just choosing 60. Um, we're being very strict, you have to stay at home. How you implement that, you know, I don't know. Did that, but, did um, that restriction go though? Um, uh, I no, I think it's still, it's, it's still, oh, it's yeah, still in effect, yeah. you know, it's still in effect. But, you know, uh, we're not quite sure how compliant people are. It, yes. So compliance is a very, very important part. So, so one thing a government could possibly look at is say, listen, you have to then raise or you know implement more punitive measures right it can be a slap um on the wrist if you're found to be in breach of the you see the, you see the issue know. with that richardo and it, it, it's something that we've we've seen parties still are keeping on yeah 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 we know yeah, keep but, but you see, but when you get when you get so caught, what what happens you you, how do you how do you police almost three million people yeah it's, to uh, ensure that one day enough the road before the curfew time to this a particular set of people are in um and then yeah jamaica is i mean we are not the us and canada where we're tremendously large mm -hmm. but relative to the police force 
Yeah. Um, and the reserves, which are oh, no, yeah. it's probably a yeah. bit stretched. Yes. So I mean, I, I, I completely understand how difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult. It, 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 um, would, it would be. And and um, as you say, it 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 will require some perhaps out of the box thinking, um, to really um address address this one. I suppose we really just have to pray that this doesn't, you know, yeah, <laughs> materialize you know, or, or evolve into something you know worse. While we were talking, Richard, I was I was looking at whether the whether freight is restricted um, from going in and out of the UK. So it so it it's not on a global basis, but the Europe has restricted. Um, there there are some restrictions on truck freight going mm. across the channel. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean that's a, that's another headwind for for um, UK. So but yes, I mean that's I mean the Euro UK Europeans business. are. are Oh, conservative, <laughs> yes, yes, but yeah, probably yeah. not as conservative. You know what? What I was looking at, Richardo, and just to segue a bit, Africa. So I was looking at daily, um, the, the the daily growth of COVID cases across the different continents. Clearly, Europe is, and then North America is. South America is a bit, you know, and then Africa is just down here. Yes. Um, there, how, there could be it? there could be a number of there could be a number of reasons, right? Um, one of which you know is uh, you know various African countries have had experiences managing um, these diseases of this nature. Think Ebola, of Ebola, Ebola for instance, one. right? Mm -hmm. Right. So it, the, the the approach um, they would have had some experience managing at that level, right? The second thing too is that you have to think of of this virus um, as something which is which which has a has a bit of sociology to it. Meaning meaning that you know it is a it is a virus that penalizes you when you interact and travel, right? So you don't find that as much traveling and interaction um, in the on the African continent continent sorry as you would in some of the more um, tourism-dependent um, areas. So think of Europe, for instance, where the clusters um, would have been. That is actually one argument that has been um, you know, promulgated um, as, as, a, as a possible um, explanation for, for why that is happening. A third thing, even though I don't know that the science necessarily bears this out, um, but it has something to do with like warmer temperatures and, you know, Argument, it, 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 yeah. can, it can survive here, but uh, I can't say that I've, I'm aware of any definite scientific explanation that, that explains that. I was, I was just saying that it doesn't fit, you know, part of the narrative that, that we would have formed over probably years or maybe early on in the crisis or when we just heard about it, um, of who exactly would be vulnerable. Because you would expect that particularly developed countries that actually have stockpiles of um, emergency um, gear, um, which, which would have run out very quickly, yes, yes, um, yes. They, they are the more educated um, ones. They, so naturally, there's this implicit thing that they should know better. Um, they are wealthier, they have more fiscal space, which we'll come to, or they have more money in the government to deal with um, problems if they jump up, right? It, it, to me, I was just saying, it, it really doesn't fit into the narrative. But yeah, I get man, what you're saying. Yeah, we have, we have heard that uh, before, but I've not explored it sufficiently. So, um, 
I wanted I want to touch and, and since we're still under the section of health policy, economic policy, how they converge and how they look going forward. I wanted to touch on the impact that these things that we've been talking about, the new strain, COVID itself overall, ha, um, the, the containment and mitigation policies, the impact that they've had on consumer behavior, and whether we think that consumer behavior will change long-term going forward, which would be material to certain industries, or whether it, it will be a V-recovery, or yeah, it will go back yeah, yeah, yeah. to where, to where yeah. it was before. Yeah, that's an important consideration, um, um, Simon. And just to kind of give you a backdrop to your question, because why consumer is important, because um, most economies globally um, are services-driven, and the, the consumer element of that, if you take the U.S., for instance, accounts for perhaps um, two-thirds GDP. So when you say services-driven? Uh, yeah, man. So, so think of, in, 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 at a higher level, services versus something like manufacturing, right? So, um, uh, so when you think about going to the doctor, for instance, it's a service. Um, when you go to the university, that's a service. Uh, the bank when, card, if you go to okay. the bank, that's a service. As opposed to somebody building um, a house or, or, or manufacturing a car or so. So typically for every dollar, oh, you know, in terms of an output in an economy, um, 70 cents of that would come from the doctors, the banks um, and so forth. Okay. And the other bit will come from good, solid stuff, tangible stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So why that is important? Um, Simon, and how the consumer thinks about and um, internalizes this is very important because that will, will do a couple of things um, to the consumer. One is that if I am unsure about the next 12 months ahead, right, and $100, just for argument's sake, I was, we'll say, why are you going to pinch it, pinch it, pinch it, you know? Um, so, so that naturally means that if ordinarily I would spend $100 every month, if I'm concerned about the runway ahead, I'm going to spend maybe only $10 today. If I spend only $10 today, it means that um, I have to forego or I am foregoing something that I usually would spend on. So it means that economic activity will really remain uh, and, muted. And that's, that's versus... You know, if if you expect things to be good, if you expect things to be good, I expect right. to still have a job at Barita, and I expect to and right. I make a hundred dollars. I, I go I and go to... out and I go and buy just the same, right? So oh. if I used to buy a nicely expensive coffee or whatever, um, I mean, those things that go good are coffee or whatever, you know, me still I go buy it, right? But if the concern that boy, I, mean, I know how the job prospects look, you know, a couple. Yeah, but... We say, well, yeah, <laughs> precisely. So um, the guys at, at Vanguard, they have a very nice way of, of categorizing this, you know, like using um, categories just to kind of organize ideas. The, they have come up with two concepts. One is called the immunity gap. One is called the, um, the other one again. There's the immunity gap and there's the reluctance gap, right? 
the immunity gap basically is 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 this it is the the number of persons in a society who have not yet gotten immunity or immunized um, from COVID-19, right? Which is all of Jamaica. <laughs> Which is all, of, is all of Jamaica. So that's the immunity gap, right? Now, riding on the immunity gap is what we call the reluctance gap. Now, the reluctance gap refers to those persons who say, well, um, because of this high immunity gap, in other words, a lot of persons are not immunized, Menago out. Which might be a good part of Jamaica. Which <laughs> might be because, right? so, talk, Exactly. You know? so, so you immediately... Make country first. You know? Exactly. So, so you immediately realize that if you have a high reluctance gap, meaning Menago out, uh, you know, me now consume, me chew a little party, even if Mr. Andrew free up the thing, me say me still now go, you know, that is the reluctance gap. So that naturally constrains, um, constrains economic um, activity. The two of these will have a dynamic interaction at least um, over the next um, five months or so, mm. right? Um, because as the, the vaccine becomes um, widely distributed, we are going to be keen to see, okay, how are the numbers looking? Are they trending down, right? And if they are trending down, is it at a, at a fast rate, right? If that occurs, then people are going to be more willing to go out to resume their normal economic activities and therefore you might see not just a faster uptick in economic activity but maybe a broader um, range of economic activity starting to, to research so those um, so-called covid afflicted um, industries like restaurants tourism um, <laughs> right um, so 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 that is the expectation um, in the immediate runway where consumer behavior um, is concerned. And I mean, we've kind of seen that in the U.S. Um, already. Because even though um, average household income remains fairly healthy based on the fiscal support, that is, you know, people would have heard about, you know, those $1,200 checks, right, um, that the government would have given. So, so, so while household incomes remain pretty intact, during the worst phase of COVID-19, uh, personal expenditures, that is how much people are spending, has actually trended, trended a bit down, right? Which means that people are still trying to save, right? And you know, in, in econ, we always have the savings equal investments um, equation. So to the extent that people are saving more, you know, not consuming as, um, as much, that investments will, will, will go down. And that will have implications, um, obviously, for total economic activity or, um, or GDP. So that's the dynamic runway we have. You have just listened to the Barita Brain Trust podcast. To hear more, go to www.barita.com slash podcast. Let us help you raise your money IQ.